Hands and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Aggies get set for their season opener as they hit the road to take on Washington State coming up on Saturday. You will hear that game right here on The Zone Sports Network, the Aggie coaching debut of this man, Blake Anderson, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. I'm doing good. Good morning, gentlemen. Always good to catch up with you. Do you still get, uh, I mean, you've been doing this for a minute. Do you still get butterflies heading into game week? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, anybody that doesn't get butterflies heading into game week's not alive, man. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it, it Game one is, is nerve-wracking for a million different reasons. Is there kind of a checklist that you go down to make sure that you've dotted all the I's and crossed the T's? Yeah, we meet on top of meat, on top of meat, and checklist back and forth. And even then, when you do that, you get out there and realize real quick that we still overlooked something. So part of it is just going out and, and, and shaking off the butterflies and playing, figuring out what we have. I mean, year one is, you know, adds some stress to that because we really don't know what we look like against an opponent. We, we know what we look like against each other, and, and that can be deceiving sometimes. So. Uh, this is going to be a great test, and excited about it, nervous about it, but uh, but really ready to, to to put these guys out on the field and and just kind of see where we where we measure up, what we look like, what we're kind of capable of, and and where we have some some uh, you know some issues to to fix. I know you've been asked about the quarterback situation a lot, but I just wanted to get your perspective as a guy who's coached a lot of quarterbacks and ran a lot of offenses. What are the two or three things you need to see from a guy to give him the nod and say, okay, you're going to be the guy? You know, I, I really have had good conversations with, with both uh, Peasley and Bonner, and, and obviously I got a lot of experience with Bonner. Uh, and we had this very, this very conversation. It's, it's not about stats at this point. It's about uh, a guy that shows the ability to prepare the right way all week long, be consistent on a daily basis, and then protect the ball and stay within the system on game day. This is not going to come down to a guy that has one flashy play or or one, uh, you know, a couple big throws. It's going to come down to consistency. And we just felt like that with the injury we had to Bonner and how much time he missed in the spring and summer that that we've we've seen a glimpse of what both can do. But the best way to to really uh, you know, to be be thorough is just just give ourselves time, and we didn't really put a time frame on it. You know, I, I'm not going to play two quarterbacks all season, but I, I'm perfectly fine doing that Saturday if that's what I need to do to help give both the best opportunity to kind of prove what they can do in a live setting. So we're we're evaluating it daily, having conversations daily, and and really trying to to make a decision that's best for the long you know the long road, not just one week or, or just a couple weeks, if that makes sense. It's got to be really difficult, you know, when you've got two guys that you feel are worthy of those reps. Coach, this has to be one of the more difficult things, but not just the quarterback position, too. Everybody focuses on that. There are a lot of positions on the field that are in, in battles for position groups, but that's got to be really difficult, one of the more difficult parts of coaching. Uh, and there's no doubt. You, you want to get it right, and that particular position does impact so much of what we do, especially with the style of offense that we run. You see them, you know, NFL's having the same issues. Other colleges having the same issues. I would rather have two really good ones than not have, you know, not have one that I can put out there that I feel like can compete. And and I, I'll also say this, Cooper Lagasse has done a phenomenal job of developing clearly in that third role and has a bright future ahead of him. So I feel like we're, we're moving in the right direction and recruiting at that position is already going well. You've got to have quarterbacks 
that can can really give you a chance to compete in this system. And so it's a good problem to have, but it is a big challenge too because you want to get it right and you want to be fair and, and, and open about how things are going. So the kids, you know, the kids are going to be able to rally around uh, who ends up being, you know, the starter. Blake Anderson, new head coach at Utah State, joining us. Uh, does it feel like a blur when you get hired and then all of a sudden you're you're coaching your first game? Was this a long eight or nine months? Was it a quick eight months? What was this? How how how, how has this process been like for you? You know, I hadn't been through this in seven years, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a blur. It goes quick. It really does when you consider all the things that that we've done since getting here in January to now. I mean, it really seems like we were doing the press conference yesterday. It, it goes very fast. And and then and then you get to this week and everything kind of just crawls and like can we just get the game day? I mean we we've we've practiced against each other for three weeks. Can we just get the game day? Uh, but uh, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun environment. I, I'd love to be open up here at home, but but I do think this is a great opener for us on the road. Uh, you know against Washington State too that the kids are really excited about. I can't imagine how difficult that'd be coming in and basically taking over a corporation or a company. And you're seeing guys that you're tasked to coach with, and and you're seeing guys that some of the administration that you got to answer to, and there's probably frustrating, difficult moments. How how do you deal with some of those frustrations as you're trying to build your own brand? Yeah, I think you just got to be patient and, and expect that uh, it, it takes time. Trust takes time from the kids, and we've been really pleased at how they received us. This is not a this is not a quick fix. I mean, it, regardless of of how last season or, or the last few seasons had gone when you make a change and there's a new head coach and a new culture that gets created, it just takes time. So I think that's the one thing I learned in the first stop is, is be willing to, uh, to just take a deep breath, step back, and, and don't expect things to just change overnight. We just need to be consistent every day, come, be the same people, be, be transparent and communicate with the kids, which I think we've got really good communication with them, uh, and, and just try to – Try to you know put them in a position where they're excited about being in the building every day, and we we talk about just daily improvement, one degree better on a daily basis. If we can focus on that, the other stuff will come. Uh, some of it come quickly. We may see some immediate success in some areas. Some of them may take longer, and just be patient and and don't get discouraged. And I, I think that message has been clear, and I got to show that as a head coach and as a CEO that that I don't get frustrated. That that just Hey, when, when we hit hurdles along the way, you know, fix the problem as quickly as we can, adjust where we can. Hey, say you're wrong when you make a mistake. Talk about extreme accountability. You know, even I, when I, when I mess up, just hey, man, guess I messed up. Bad mistake on my part. We're gonna fix it. Move on. Just don't make the same mistake again. And I think you have to you have to show that leadership every day. And and I try to do that as best I can by by being a calming influence. I think around around the guys in the room and in the locker room. So this is a long, convoluted question. So hopefully it makes sense to you. But you, <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. You've been doing you've been doing this for a bit. You've you, and when you have young players or players, maybe you're not accustomed to on the first year of a job, and you go through spring ball, you go through fall camp, and you have a pretty good idea of who they are. How often are you surprised when the lights come on and guys struggle or may play better than you think they would? Does that happen quite frequently, or do you pretty much know who they are going into a game? No, I, I think you've got a. I think we got a base. I mean, obviously, we we we're not comparing ourselves to an opponent. We're just comparing ourselves to us. 
but years of experience, you have an idea of just kind of how one league kind of compares to the other. But you're always, always surprised by somebody when the lights come on. you got some guys that just in that environment just excel. They're just really natural, and, and that's when they do their best. I've had guys that were just not great practice players. They struggled to, to truly um, play on a daily basis, to practice on a daily basis with the – the intensity that you just see from them on game day. And, and, and those guys just always surprise you. You always talk about gamers. And, and that's hard to coach that guy because he does frustrate you all week. And then you see him on game day just end up everywhere, just making play after play. So somebody's going to stand up and, and impress us all and kind of surprise us all. Maybe it's a guy that had a smaller role in the past that's just developed. Maybe a brand-new guy that we just really underestimated what he's capable of. Yeah, and you mentioned that. I mean, at times you'll you'll have a guy that you have just such high expectations of, and and then he just goes out and, and for whatever reason maybe the moment's a little big or he's just not quite mature enough. And those are the guys that when we identify them, we want to try to do the best we can to just help them along and foster it and help them get to a point where they can really get, you know, what you see on a daily basis, get that on game day consistently. And that's that's a different kind of challenge. I think about all the details that go into a college football game, Coach, and, and I just get overwhelmed with it, thinking of it from a coach's point of view. Everything from the way we're going to walk out of the tunnel and who's sitting at the front of the stretching lines to how we're going to run a certain formation against some type of shift or some type of defensive movement. like The, the amount, the substance that goes into that preparation has to just be overwhelming and incredible. I wanted to kind of get a sense from you. How do you manage that as far as how much time you put into something from a given play that you feel like is going to work against the opposing defense to, you know, things that you're going to see on game day, the way you walk out of a tunnel and things like that? Yeah, and I think in in year one with staff that has not all worked together, players that are getting to know you for the first time, transfer players that you brought in, uh, even when you start talking about the peripheral personnel, trainers, strength coaches, uh, operations people, you really are doing everything for the first time. It doesn't matter that you got 10, 15, 20 years of experience doing it. You're doing it with a new group of people in a new location on a new schedule uh, for the first time. And so we've spent countless hours in meeting rooms and, and planning and trying to prepare so that those things come a little bit easier. But it's different when you're in year five, six, or seven at a place and you've been doing the same routines for a very long time. So all that is kind of magnified this year. And, and we have uh, spent a ton of time in, in terms of trying to make sure that, that all the things outside the field don't weigh us down on the field where we can just go out and play the game yep. that we all love to play. Uh, I mean, you practice in fall camp, you're up at six, you're going home at night at 10. It's an all day, everyday process to get you ready to play but you don't want one of those small details that's off the field that has to do with travel and operations and meetings and like talking about stretch lines and what time we go where and where am I supposed to be when. You don't want those things to bog you down. So we, I, I can't imagine. I, I couldn't even tell you the amount of hours and, uh, that, we've, that we spent trying to streamline those details so that they just don't become a, a distraction for the guys and for the staff, so we can really focus on what we need to. But it's necessary because if you don't, it absolutely will get in the way of just being able to go out and perform. 
Blake Anderson, head coach at uh, Utah State, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Do you have to go back and look at, uh, I mean, you, when you let's say, you know, there's a new head coach or a new offensive coordinator, you go back and you look at the film of other schools that he's been at. Do you go back and you look at Tennessee film when you're looking at a potential starting quarterback that uh, played four years there to try to maybe get a grasp on who he is, even though he may not even see the field coming up on Saturday? <laughs> yeah. There's some uh, there's some uncertainty. You know, a little bit. Uh, you're more concerned about us right now going into game one than than the opponent number. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I mean we're we're kind of our own worst nightmare, especially week one uh, of a new staff and new systems. We just need to go out and try to play mistake free and, and try to all be on the same page. You know, where you don't have false starts all over the place and 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 personnel. You know, playing with ten or trying to play with twelve. I mean, we need to got to have the right bodies on the field, all in the right call, all moving in the right direction. Now, with that being said, we clearly are looking at the opponent, too, and they present some issues because they've got players coming in from from other places. They've got coaches in from other places, and they didn't play a whole lot last year anyway. We have looked at just about everything. We've looked (laughs) at players in other jerseys. We've looked at coaches and their schemes from other places. And all of it is still, honestly, a lot of guesswork because it's week one. And a lot of things change over the offseason. I mean, you, you're only just kind of trying to get your best guess of what to expect. We really just need to focus on being the best us we can be, playing as mistake-free as we can with the best energy we can to give ourselves a chance. And the rest of it, you just have to – you just kind of have to adapt during the game and make some really good adjustments. Coach, I, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just fascinated with your answers. I very open and can, and I love it. And so I'm going to throw another question at you because I I know you started into your coaching career back in 1992 with Eastern New Mexico. At least that's what I've got on my my roster here. How much has coaching the way that you can coach kids, the aggression, uh, the physicality, uh, the the way you speak to kids? How much of it has changed? from 1992 now to 2021 in the way you coach kids? Oh, it's, it's changed dramatically over the course of that time. Kids have changed. Society has changed. The visibility has changed. Social media, immediate availability. You think about how many games you can see now. Back then, you, you had to go to a stadium to watch a game or there were just a couple games on on the weekend. Uh, you know, there's a camera going all the time. I think – you know, a good friend of mine, Trent Dilfer, is dealing with this right now. I mean, he's a high school yeah. coach, and he's all over everywhere for, you know, kind of having an altercation with, with a player on the sideline. And, and, and nobody really knows what happened in that particular situation, but everybody can make their own assessment based on what they saw. And, you know, back when I played and, and back when I coached early in my career, it would not shock you when a coach put his hands on a player and, and really some very tough, hard coaching and, that's just not something you see a whole lot anymore. We're very, very careful to, to try to communicate and teach and not scream and holler as best we can. There are times that guys raise their voice. It's a passionate game, and we've got passionate coaches, but we try to do it in a way that we're communicating and teaching and not just screaming and hollering. Definitely want to try to avoid putting your hands on a guy at any point. I mean, they're grown men, and we want them to respect us, which means we got to respect them. Um, you know, we just want to try to be – as godly of an example as we possibly can with how we do our job, whether we're playing or whether we're practicing or we're in the meeting room or it's a day off. You want to be, you want to be consistent and transparent. 
that means honoring God with how we do things. And, and so I try to carry that into every aspect of our coaching, try to continue to talk to my guys about about teaching and, and caring for them and respecting them. But, you know, my dad spanked me pretty good when I was growing up too, and I know he loved me. So there are times that you've got to draw a line, and there's got to be discipline as well. And there's a very fine line, and I think we all have to be uh, really, really careful about, about crossing that line. And, and with the passion of the game, that's hard to do at times. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I saw a stat the other day, and it was just floating around on Twitter. So if it's wrong, I apologize. But you had like the second or third youngest coaching staff in the country. Uh, is that something that you wanted to do to go out there? Because I know the energy and the juice – uh, with the staff that you've built together is through the roof with these guys. Uh, is that something that you kind of looked at? Let's go young, let's go enthusiastic, and let's uh, let's bring some juice to this building? Well, it, it was definitely part of the process. Uh, you know, it, it was not a huge, huge factor exactly what their ages were. I wanted guys that were capable and qualified. I did not mind going younger. I, I do think it's a young man's uh, game. We have to be able to relate to the young men we're recruiting and coaching every day. You mentioned juice. I want guys that that move. I want guys that that run on the field. That 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 coach on the move. We're going to play at a fast pace. We're going to practice at a fast pace. And I, I do not um, like to see coaches standing around with their hands in their pockets coaching and having players come to them. We go to them. We chase them on and off. And, and so that that lends itself to a younger guy that's got that kind of high energy now. Not everybody in the building's young, and we've got some guys that are that are getting older uh, in, in their years, and, and those guys still, have, you know, coach at a fast pace. So, I think we are the second youngest staff in in college ball. With uh, I think Old Dominion may be a little bit younger yeah. than us. So, but youthful, energetic, enthusiastic, great teachers, and, and then to me, just great people. I wanted I wanted guys that that you want to come to war with every day, and you want to be be around that have really like-minded people and we're gonna we're gonna gel really well with what what i believe in and that's all about you know creating a family environment coaching them hard loving them up spending time with them outside of ball and i think we've got that and if you look it's, it's a very diverse staff diversity was huge for me i wanted to put together a very diverse staff i wanted to show people what i believe in and the best way to do that is just through action and that, that's how i hired the staff i've been Really, really pleased with who we have and, and how everybody has worked together. Uh, we've got some guys that are Utah State guys that are local, and we've got some guys that came from far away. But, but I would tell you that it, the staff works very well together, and, and everybody's pulling in the same direction. I think they, uh, they bring a lot of energy to the table every day, which is a big part of what we want to look like. Well, Coach, last thing from me, and I, I know it's a game week and you got a lot on your mind, but – You've been in Logan now for a few months. Give me one or two things that you really enjoy about Logan. Well, you love the views. There's no doubt. When you when you've been in uh, in the south and and even being in in some places that are uh, you know just without the mountain ranges and, and just beautiful sunsets and sunrises and that's just something that when you get up every morning you're like wow man God God did it right. It's a beautiful place to be. The people have been amazing. Uh, we just met. Tons of great folks here in the community and in the valley in, in a short period of time that we've been here, both professionally, just in, in the in the community as well. Uh, neighborhood and just how they how they treat your family. When I'm at work, I mean, I know I know my my wife and, and girls are there, and man, just so many great people in the community. So I'm anxious to see the passion of this place show itself on a Saturday. You know, we we got to get through a road game first, but. 
really looking forward to that Friday night kickoff here. I've been here before, and and I think that's to me going to be one of those nights you just you know you're never going to forget. The first time you walk out, just kind of the passion of the Aggie Nation and the Cash Valley all in one spot. I think is going to be a super cool moment for us. Angie's or Herms for breakfast. What, uh... <laughs> man, you can't put me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, don't, yeah, don't answer Either that. Either way I go, I lose. Man, they're both great. <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, appreciate it. I'll see you later tonight on the Coach's Show. Thanks for, so much for your time. Thanks, Coach. All right, see you tonight, man. Thanks. You got it. That's Blake Anderson right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.